So today I want to talk to you about fear and how to deal with fear. How many of you struggle with fear? Just fear in general. Uh, I, I, I also do struggle with fear. And I'm going to just tell you a couple of instances. Uh, and before I say that, I just want to say, whatever I share today, please don't use it against me. I'll never like you, okay? Because I'm being vulnerable. So one of the things that really scares me is when my uh, when when I'm in the waters. Uh, two weeks ago, we were in in a hotel and we were all the time in the pool. Uh, when I'm there, what scares me is to put my head under the water. I can't do that. Have you tried? You know, some of our guys were competing with each other on. Uh, how long can they put their head under the water? And some of them, even after the competition was over, they were under the water. Dude, uh, I can't do that. It scares me. For some reason, it scares me, OK? For some reason, the thought of the water entering my ears and nose and mouth, it just, it just scares me. It feels like dying. I can't tell you. It just feels really bad. Uh, to a point, you know, I, I could not use the shower. I had to use a bucket okay, for a very long time. It's just that in the new place, uh, my wife did not get us the bucket. So we, I, I got used to the shower. And now you know, I can experience that water falling on my face, and it's OK. But usually, I, I really have a fear of drowning. Okay, Can you relate to me? Now, when I got married, this was in 2017. You know, we went to Maldives for our honeymoon. And so what a beautiful place, OK? And it was like the ideal place for me. We had our hotel rooms to ourselves. And I had downloaded all the movies that I wanted to watch. And I wanted to sit inside. But my wife, the adventurer that she is, you know, she, she wanted to see the sunset. And she wanted to, you know, do all the adventures. Surprisingly, you know what? I've realized that. All the people that are in my life, at least right now, are adventurers. I don't know why. Whenever we go for vacation, they want to do something. For, for me, vacation is relaxing in a hotel room, you know, and having good food. But I don't know why, why, why God brings in more people who just wants to do crazy stuff. Some of the guys here want to do bungee jumping, skydiving. I don't. I don't get it. What, what's the fun that you get you know, in doing that? But interestingly, so we were in Maldives, and my wife wanted to do something. So you know, because she kept nagging, I said, OK, let's do it. <laughs> let's do snorkeling. Have you, have you guys done snorkeling? Snorkeling is like they, you know, they give you uh, goggles, and you get into the water, and you get to see the beautiful fish that are under the sea. So we went for snorkeling, and this trainer, she gave us some basic training. We all obviously had life jackets, or I would have drowned then and there. And she, she gave us some basic training, and we started the whole snorkeling thing. And the moment she asked me to put my head down, my goodness, I saw death. I'm telling you. So what, what happened was it was so bad that you know betty was far ahead and she was clicking pictures she, you know she's enjoying her time and when she looks back here i am panicking trying to survive trying to breathe 
and this uh, trainer, you know, this lady instructor, she's with the, she's with me, and she's consoling me. She's like, "It's okay, you're alive. It's okay, it's fine." It was that bad. Okay, uh, if you hear. Betty's interpretation, Betty's version of the story, she says that she found me in an inappropriate position with this girl because she was holding my hands, okay? But in all honesty, I was just trying to survive. Okay? I was just trying to make through. So even now, when we went to, you know, we, we went to Caroline, we were in the pool, and Betty was like, you know, uh, how about I teach you swimming? And I was like, no, I don't want to learn swimming. I don't want to learn swimming. And all, all this while, you know, what I was doing was I was towards the shallow end of the pool, just enjoying, looking at the other guys doing somersault and, you know, trying to hold their breath underwater towards the deep end. And I can only be jealous. I can't do anything more because the fear, the fear. And I want to tell you, you know, this is just one aspect of fear in my life. And I'm, and I'm telling you this because I know that there are fears that is keeping you from moving forward into your destiny. Can I say this? The fear that you and me have in so many aspects of our life is not from God. Interesting, right? Fear is not from God. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says like this. For God gave us a spirit not of fear. For God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Think about it. God did not give us a spirit of fear. He did not give us fear. He is not the creator of fear. You and me are not designed for fear. And you know, somewhere, fear is, fear is not taken seriously in our lives. We don't take fear seriously. We take sexual immorality seriously, and it should be taken seriously. But what I'm saying is, fear is not taken seriously. The Bible says in Revelations 21.8, it says, But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, the sexually immoral, cowards, people who are afraid, they come in the same group as people who are sexually immoral. All of them will be put in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. The Bible says that. Fear is a sin. Did you know that? Do you know how many times in the Bible the word, the phrase is written like this, which says, do not be afraid, fear not? Do you know how many times? 365 times. It's like one, one encouragement for every day. God does not want you to be afraid. Fear is not how you created, to, created you for. God did not create you for fear. He created you so that you can love and you can be loved. Fear is out of the design that we are created. And that's why fear is a sin. You know, the evidence of fear, if you ask yourself, what is the evidence of fear? Do you worry? Are you anxious? Are you not able to sleep properly in the night? Excessive, excessive reasoning. Excessive reasoning in your mind. It's all fear. And fear is from the enemy stopping you, keeping you 
to move forward into your destiny. God has an amazing destiny for you. And you are on that path, but fear will keep you from moving forward. So the first point I want to tell you is fear is not from God. Fear is not from God. Fear is a bad thing. So how many, how many of you want to get rid of fear? Yeah? Fear is not from God. God does not give us a spirit of fear, but he gives us a spirit of power, of love, and of sound mind. So what is the antidote to fear? What is the antidote to fear? Come with me to Isaiah 41, verse 10. Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The antidote to fear is you and me becoming aware of the presence of God that is with you. You cannot be aware of the presence of God that is right now here and be afraid at the same time. It's not possible. Fear and the presence of God, they don't align with each other. And here the Lord says, fear not for I am with you. He does not say fear not because I am going to bless you. Fear not because I am going to, you know, do this. He does not say the how of it. He just says fear not for I am with you. That's it. Jesus says, fear not, for I am with you. Do you know why Jesus got angry at his disciples when they woke him up from his sleep while he was sleeping when the storms were rising? Fear not, for I am with you. My presence is enough. Something changes when you and me confess that the presence of God is in this place. Your situations change when you confess that God is with me. In spite of how messy it is, in spite of whatever I'm going through, in spite of what the circumstances are trying to choke me, when you say, God, you are here. When you become conscious of the presence of God that is with you, my goodness, things change. The Lord is saying, fear not for I am with you. And this is all that I have to tell you guys, fear not. God is with you. What are you afraid today? What is stopping you from moving forward? What is keeping you from moving forward? Fear not, for God is with you. Just for context, if, if a prime minister comes to you and tells you, hey, go forward with whatever your plan is because I'm with you, I'm backing you up. How much confidence would that give you? Think about it. We're talking about a man who has resources, when he comes to you and tells you, hey, I'm backing you up, go forward. And here we have the creator of the universe who is our heavenly father who comes to us and he says, hey, fear not for I am with you. You don't have to worry about the how. You don't have to figure out the details of it. Just fear not for I am with you. My goodness. Believe that God is with you. You know, I, I believe in the gospel. And Paul says like this, the greatest mystery is Christ in us, the hope of glory. 
Yeah, Christ in us. But you know, if you really have to believe that mystery, if you really have to understand the depth of that gospel that is Christ in us, it can only happen when you understand the chronology of what God was revealing. In the Old Testament, you know how God revealed himself? He said, I am for you. I'm not against you. I am, I am standing with you. So God revealed himself as somebody who is for us. And then from that, when, when the announcement of Jesus came, his name was Emmanuel. God is with us. So if you don't understand God is for us, you will not understand God is with us. And if you don't understand God is with us, you will never understand the mystery that God is in us. So today I want to remind you, I want to align your hearts to, to reset, to get back into that awareness that God is with us. Because if you just have the revelation that Christ in us, the hope of glory, if you have the revelation without understanding that God is with you, you know what? It will kill you. It will choke you. Because it will tell you, Jaren, Christ is in you. This is the kind of life that you're living. But that's not it. God is with us. He's empowering you. He's for you. He's with us. He's empowering us. Then, then only it makes sense. Oh my goodness, Christ is in me. This person who's empowering me externally, who's, who's redeemed me in and through, he is also in me. Wow. Wow. God is for us. God is with us. God is in us. Something changes, guys, when you and me confess that the Spirit of God is here. Similarly, sim very similar to Jacob, when he saw that dream and he was like, my goodness, the presence of God is here and I, and I did not know. The presence of God is here. So many times in our lives, you know, it's not that God is not there. It's just that we are lacking the awareness that he is there. And you know how things would change? The moment we become aware that the Lord ha, who created me, who created me, who knew me, he is still there with me. Everything changes. Everything changes. You know, if you read with me Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 7 to 8, just listen to what I have to say. It says like this, Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. Wow. It doesn't say blessed is a man, you know, blessed is a man who trusts in what the Lord gives who trusts in what the Lord provides, who trusts in what the Lord can do. He just says, blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear I don't think I have to say anything further. I think that's enough. <laughs> Fear not, for God is with you. Fear not, for God is with you. Fear not. In any circumstance of your life, fear not, for God is with you. You know, we were worshiping, and when I just went back, and they told me that the lights were gone. You know, this whole thing is running on inverter battery and there's a limited period of time. My reflex action is to be afraid. I'm like, oh God. 
And the Holy Spirit said, hey, what did I teach you? Fear not, for I am with you. It starts with the little things of your life. Fear not. My goodness, it will change the dimension of your thinking. It has to change your emotions as well. Fear not. Fear not. Interesting, right? You know, you know what is my secret to my preaching? You want to know what's the secret? I, I do spend a lot, of, a lot of time preparing, okay? But that's not my secret. My best messages are those when I'm completely lost in the presence of God. When everybody ceases to exist for me. And, it's, and you know, I'm just on an autopilot mode. That, those are the best messages that I have preached. And when I'm preparing also, what I'm trying to do is to, is to align my heart and my mind to stay in the goodness of God where the goodness of the Lord overtakes me completely. Because as long as I don't do that, then I'm just sharing something. Just an intellectual message. But the moment the goodness of the Lord, the presence of God overtakes my life, my goodness changes hearts. So yesterday when Pastor Elisha asked me, you know, what are you going to preach? And he asked me, I'm excited for tomorrow. I said, I don't know. But I'm excited because I was assured in my heart that God has something amazing for us today. I was assured. See, it is the goodness of God. And I'm, I'm, and I'm telling you, I'm encouraging you, you. You have no idea how much faith it takes to stand here and preach. Because if you had known me as a child, you would not believe that I could be a preacher. You know, te when teachers would say, Sam, stand up and read that sentence, I could, not, I could not do that. I was a very timid, intimidated kid, shy. I could not speak English. It takes a lot of faith to do this. But it's the goodness of God that overtakes us. And I'm saying, if, if that can happen in Sam's area where he finds you know, speaking as his weakness, how much more can God come through in your life? When you surrender to his goodness and say, Father, take over because you are with me. Last verse, James chapter 4, verse 7. Submit yourself, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Whatever you don't resist will continue to persist. Whatever you don't resist will continue to remain in your life. When you know that God is with you, you resist the devil. Don't get too comfortable in your misery. Don't get too comfortable like me, you know, who is at the pool. My wife is saying, hey, trust me, I can teach you how to swim. And I'm like, I, I can't trust you. <laughs> I can't. It's hard. I can't surrender. That's why here it says, submit yourselves to God. You can only resist the devil when you surrender to God. You can only resist the devil through submission to God. Man, if you truly believe that the presence of God is here in this place, if you truly believe that the presence of God is in the circumstances that you're going through, you cannot not submit. And when you submit, you resist the devil, he flees from your life. And I want to declare this over you, every one of you, you know. 
every weapon that is formed against you shall not prosper. Every weapon. It does not say that nothing will be formed against you. But anything that comes against you, it will not prosper. Because the Lord, your God, is with you. He's with you. He'll be your shield. He'll protect you. He'll protect you. Do not be afraid, guys. You, you have a great calling in your life. In whatever aspect, in whatever field that you were in, my goodness, God has a great vision for each one of you. He chose you before the foundations of the earth to be holy and blameless before him in love. You have a great vision. God has a great, grand dream plan for you. I'm going to pray this over your life. And if this message resonates with you, will you just stand up at your feet? I believe this is a time of impartation. and The Spirit of God will speak into your circumstances. Just receive. Just receive with humility. Submit yourselves to God. Submit yourselves to God. And you know, you can raise your hands and just surrender. Come on. Submit yourselves to God. The presence of God is in this place. Say no more. Ha! No more the plans of the enemy will work in my life. For the plans of God that are for my life is much better. Thank you, Father. We just give you glory. We thank you. Father, we speak your grace. We speak the revelation of your love and truth in this place. Let it change our realities. Father, we don't want to remain comfortable in our fears. We don't want to remain comfortable in our miseries. But Father, we want to acknowledge your presence in this place. Like Jacob said, the presence of God is here. And I did not know. I cancel every power of the enemy that is acting upon us. Every oppression of the enemy in the name of Jesus. For we are set free 2,000 years ago by the finished work of Christ. And we declare, we redeclare that victory in the name of Jesus. To walk in freedom. For where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. There is freedom. We are not called for fear. We are called to live in freedom. We are not called to survive. We are called to reign. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we receive. We receive your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.